Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So if you're listening to this episode around the day it comes out, then My Universe by BTS and Coldplay is either about to come out or has already come out. Yeah. This collaboration is a dream come true for Mm -hmm. me and for a lot of people because a lot of people admire Coldplay so much Mm -hmm. and then also love BTS. So it's like these two groups that are just monumental and you know have really affected people totally collabing together yeah it's amazing especially that bts had covered their song fix you last Mm -hmm. year um it's super meaningful that they actually got to collab and meet together to collab yeah they had a picture together and i just feel like you know they haven't met oh gosh Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Even though they've worked two times with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've gotten to meet Chris Martin, which is awesome. Which he also said that his favorite band right now is BTS. Yeah. So we're super excited to talk about that. It's not what we're talking about today. But yeah. Because the song hasn't Something come out yet. Something that's up and coming, yeah. Yeah, we we're looking forward to it. definitely, definitely talk to you guys about my universe on our next episode. Um, also, we wanted to remind you that we do have our very first shirt available at shop.consequence.net. And when you go to the website, just search Standing BTS t-shirt and it'll bring you right to our shirt. Um, It is super cute. We're really, really proud of it. And if you shop on the site, you can use a discount code BTS15 to get 15% off. So definitely check that out, guys. Mm -hmm. That's BTS15. That's the code. Yes. Mm -hmm. At shop.consequence.net. So on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though. So if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, BTS are fucking diplomats. Diplomats. South Korean diplomats. How awesome is Amazing. that? <laughs> or... Proud somehow seems like an understatement to describe my emotions around BTS and the United Nations. Totally. So if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. All right. In today's episode, we're going to be covering all things related to BTS and the United Nations, talking about them being appointed as special presidential envoys for future generations and culture. We'll get into their actual speeches at the UN Um, And then also a little bit about the performance for Permission to Dance. Yeah. 
But before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Yes, thank you guys for the support. Also, I wanted to shout out Facebook Iconics. Oh my gosh, we need to talk to you guys more, hang out with you guys more, but there has been so many new Facebook Iconics in the last month, like mm-hmm. 1,600, like we're... Where you guys coming from? from? Hi, guys. (laughs) Hey, Iconics. Um, Wow. So our Facebook page is popping over there. So we're just going to have to uh, start hanging out with you guys. And thank you for supporting us on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Reach out to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like our Facebook page, Standing BTS Podcast. Um, Okay. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for supporting us. And reminder that this month of September is World Alzheimer's Month, which is run by Alzheimer's Disease International. So we have been asking you guys to donate to Alzheimer's Disease International because they support a lot of local Alzheimer's um, research and charities around the world. It's a global effort. Um, So a super important cause to support this month. Yeah. So thank you guys for supporting that as well. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this. So let's go ahead and start at the beginning of this appointment that happened with BTS and them being the special presidential envoy for future generations and cultures. So back in July, that is when President Moon Jae-in first announced that BTS were being appointed um, and that they would be representing South Korea at the upcoming 76th UN General Assembly. So President Moon also ended up holding an award ceremony at the main building of the Blue House in South Korea for BTS's official appointment as the special presidential envoys. So regarding the acceptance of the special envoy, President Moon said, quote, the UN is holding a special event for the SDG, which is the Sustainable Development Goals. And on behalf of the leaders, I have requested that I, on behalf of the youth of the world, want BTS to participate. Wow. Mm -hmm. So he saw this opportunity as like, who else would he want to speak at the UN and represent the youth and, you know, South Korea too. Yeah. And who has a voice and a message that aligns with those feelings that would work with this type of event at the UN? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Blue House put out a statement saying, quote, as BTS has delivered messages of comfort and hope to the world over the years, BTS's participation in the UN General Assembly will serve as a meaningful opportunity to expand communication with future generations around the world and elicit sympathy for future generations on major international issues. President Moon also said, I am very grateful in many ways. K-pop is raising the status of culture to the highest level and has greatly enhanced the dignity of the Republic of Korea. And this just makes me think of, again, like, K-pop, Korean wave, Hayu, soft power. Um, BTS is always acting in soft power as a way to spread Korean culture and influence in a non-aggressive way. You know, soft power is spreading influence without conflict, without physical conflict. I think it really has raised the status of South Korea. Oh, yeah. Um, I know that 
I can't remember the official statement that President Moon put out, but he ended up saying that when he meets with world leaders, that BTS is a point of conversation that comes up that can really have him connect with other leaders and leaders connect with him. And I just think that is so neat that BTS can be a conversation topic when you're, you know, when you speak different languages and you're from across the world, but you have that to connect on. They're bridging the gap between even world leaders. Yeah. Um, And I think it's because there are fans of BTS in every single country. Um, So pretty, pretty amazing. So during the appointment ceremony, President Moon also granted BTS diplomatic passports along with fountain pens, declaring BTS as diplomats to represent South Korea at the United General Nations in New York on September 20th, 2021. So diplomatic passports, we were like so impressed by this it just sounds really impressed i was like oh wow they're diplomats yeah okay they've got passports and they're gonna fly to new york with these passports yeah Mm -hmm. so cool um so diplomatic passports are a type of international identity uh document defying the positions of diplomats and it also grants them additional privileges they are usually issued to government officials and their families who've been sent abroad to attend congresses and conferences so does this mean bts are acting government officials Um, And they're also typically issued to high-ranking government officials and members of the Foreign Service whose post of assignment require use of such passports to carry out their diplomatic duties. So some of the privileges we looked into that they get with diplomatic passports is one is more security. They definitely seem to have a larger security detail um, in and out of areas like airports and the other places that they've been. Uh, in addition to that, in airports, they use diplomatic channels and passages. I didn't even know that those special channels and passages specifically for diplomats. Yeah, so that way they can stay out of the public eye and travel more securely through airports. Which is what we want for BTS. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So they may have used that when they arrived in the United States, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, They can also acquire vehicles for free in a foreign country, and they are waived of all taxes due to travel. Um, So very interesting, just kind of cool. And BTS being literally diplomats with their diplomatic passports. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's different for every country what all the privileges you get with a diplomatic passport. So we don't know specifically for South Korea what that means. But these seem to be um, privileges that I think that they would probably get, especially those diplomatic channels Mm -hmm. and passageways. Like, yes, keep them them hidden. Let them feel safe. Yeah, for real. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into the 76 UN General Assembly and talk about the Sustainable Development Goals and how they spoke specifically for the SDG moment. Mm -hmm. But just before we get into that, can we just talk about how this is the first time in nearly two years that BTS has flown from South Korea to New York? Oh my gosh, the feeling of excitement of just knowing that BTS were on their way here to the United States. Mm-hmm. I was literally jumping for joy telling my husband about it. Yeah. yeah. I was doubtful if they were actually going to come to New York. But once they got those diplomatic passports, I'm like, why else would he be yeah. giving them these passports right now? Yeah. Like, yes, they're coming to New York. It was 
thrilling. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't been here in so long. It felt nostalgic in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when they came to the U.S. for the American Music Awards back in 2017. That was my first time seeing them fly to the States. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like elated with joy, like just like, oh my gosh, they're on their way here. And yeah. so we're in the same country. It yeah, felt like the that same again. soil. Yeah, same <laughs> soil. Um, so yeah, it's just been so long, but like BTS ended up posting several like selkas and pictures on Weverse and Twitter. And it was so great to see these photos of them because they gave these photos for us and it just showed that they too were excited. Yeah. And they wanted to share the news that they were traveling and flying to the States to attend the United Nations GA. Yeah. Um, so just grateful for these photos. We've got a shot of G Cook, Jimin and Jungkook standing side by Looking side. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, I love Jungkook's like matching outfit. Also, all of them were just dripping in Louis Vuitton. Head to toe. Head to toe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they just look phenomenal. They look excited to be on the plane too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. happy to be there mm-hmm. um i love hosok double masking king double like, masked and vaccinated yes vaccinated <laughs> and double mask we just love to see it yeah 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 um, that photo up too of Jin and Hobie mm-hmm. where they're match i think Jin is wearing the louis vuitton jeans mm-hmm. and then Hobie is wearing the jacket, like the matching set. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Super cute. I love mm-hmm. that they split the matching set. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, I honestly forgot about airport fashion. Me too. Didn't even think of it. Me too. I was like, oh, I'm excited that they're coming. But once they dropped these photos, it was like, damn, airport fashion. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for showing us what you're wearing. I know. And <laughs> I only saw airport fashion photos like released from them boarding the plane in South Korea and I didn't see any from them um, landing so good job army and not swarming them at the airport or maybe Mm -hmm. they really did use diplomatic channels in the airport to avoid everything but Mm -hmm. um, I think you know maybe a combination a a combo of both Mm -hmm. we did a good job respecting their boundaries here in the states this time so good job So anyways, let's talk about the SDG, the Sustainable Development Goals moment that they were there for. So Mm -hmm. we want to talk about some of the goals. Um, This is directly from the United Nations website, which is the website itself is really cool. Iconics, you should go check it out. We have it linked in the doc. Um, And just to be able to read further into these goals and what they're doing for each one of them is very interesting. And maybe you can find a way that you can help as well. Um, So the Sustainable Development Goals or Global goals are a collection of 17 interlinked goals designed to be a blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. The SDGs were set up in 2015 by the United Nations General Assembly and are intended to be achieved by the year 2030. So we got nine years, you guys. Ambitious. Ambitious. So here are the 17 (laughs) goals. Goal number one, no poverty. Goal number two, no hunger. We also have good health and well-being quality education, and gender equality. Also, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry, innovation, and infrastructure, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production. And then some of the bigger topics of focus for this specific SDG moment were climate action, life below water, life on land, peace, justice, and strong institutions, and partnerships for the goals as well. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the website, you can 
found out furthermore about like all of these goals. Like mm-hmm. they have specific goals inside each and every one of these. Um, so you can click on it. The website's very interactive, yeah. user-friendly, colorful. Um, so definitely go check it out because it was it was just interesting to know what these goals were, these sustainability goals that they've been talking about and that what BTS was there essentially for. Yeah. Um, so go check it out to just learn more. Okay, so the SDG moment at this General Assembly served to place an annual spotlight on the sustainable development goals. And the SDG moment was held at the beginning of the United Nations General Assembly as their like high level week. Mm-hmm. So it took priority placement as the world experiences a deeply uneven response to the COVID-19 pandemic, which risks creating a two-tier recovery with significant implications for the advancement of the SDGs, especially in developing countries. Yeah, definitely. could see how that would be a concern. Mm-hmm. So convened by the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, the moment provided world leaders with a platform to showcase the bold plans, actions, and solutions that are needed to end the COVID-19 pandemic and set the world on course towards achieving the SDGs. Held in advance of major meetings on food systems, climate, energy, jobs, and social protection, the SDG Moment event is expected to build the momentum needed to deliver on the decade of action and keep the promise of the SDGs. Wow. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of goals for this, you know, this sustainable development goals. And basically, COVID-19 and this pandemic and how the world is handling it is really postponing a lot of the advancement towards these goals. Mm -hmm. So they really wanted to showcase, you know, leaders, world leaders and individuals with a platform like BTS to really drive home the message of these really bold plans. Like those 17 goals are, those are big goals. Those to me, those are humans sat down and said, what are the biggest issues that we need to fix for humankind Mm -hmm. to be able to continue and do well for one another? And that's what those 17 goals really are. Mm -hmm. And I can really see knowing that this moment, the SDG moment was supposed to be a platform to showcase the bold plans of the different world leaders. I can really see why BTS was thought of to be speakers for South Korea because they do represent the youth and they always have and Mm -hmm. they have always worked to be the voice of the youth and who better to connect with the youth and to bring this topic and this need to not only reach these goals but to like reignite us in working towards those goals Mm -hmm. who has a platform with the youth that could bring more awareness awareness to to it yeah Yeah, and action yeah i did not know about these 17 goals prior to this un assembly which i probably wouldn't even be paying attention to if bts weren't there i definitely wouldn't i mean it's sad but i wouldn't but you know army we love to mobilize Mm -hmm. we love to work for charity and Mm -hmm. you know work to strive to see better in the world so we know these 17 goals we know that this is what bts is supporting um let's you know let's see how we can get involved exactly and that's what i love about this so mm-hmm. i want to talk about the speeches that bts gave so yeah. we we have a summation of their speeches we're not going to say word for word but we're going to talk through some points that really stuck out to us mm-hmm. so namjoon began by saying we're here today to share the stories of our future generation 
Jen said, there were times during the past two years when I too felt bewildered and troubled, but still here we have people who cry out, let's live on, let's make the best of this moment. Jungkook went on to say, here I'm the same as I was yesterday, but the world changed, like we were transported in a flash to a parallel world. I was saddened to hear that entrance and graduation ceremonies had to be canceled. These are moments in life you want to celebrate and missing out on them must have been upsetting. We were heartbroken when our long-planned concert tours were canceled, and for a while, we yearned for the moments we wanted to make complete. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so really just talking about the loss that has happened with this generation. Mm -hmm. But Jimin kind of spins it around and says, you know, that he's got this picture board in front of him that's displaying photos from individuals all around the world, and he just shares the moments of how a lot of people around the world connected more with nature Mm -hmm. during this time, during this really difficult time. And Hosok said, in addition to that, quote, maybe because we feel an encroaching sense of dread that our time on this earth is limited. We just talk about the things we mourn, and I shudder to think about mourning for the earth. Mm. Everyone agrees that climate change is an important problem, but talking about what the best solution might be that's not easy. It's a topic that's tough to make conclusions about. Namjoon added saying, quote, but I learned while preparing for today that there are many young people who have an interest in it, who have an interest in environmental issues and choose it as their field of study. Yeah. So even though this generation or, you know, any of us have lost so much to COVID and to the pandemic and missed out on so much, people are connecting to nature and realizing how reliant on the earth we are and you know that that relationship is symbiotic limited resources are yeah Mm -hmm. exactly how limited resources are and how we have to find a way to be more sustainable and it is true that young people this is what we're all thinking and talking about you know Mm -hmm. so i think it's important to make this a forefront and Young elaborated on this saying these young people were searching for the answers to the question of how we must live that future so I hope we don't just consider the future as grim darkness. We have people who are still concerned for the world and searching for the answers. There are still many pages left in this story about us, and I thought we shouldn't talk like the ending's already been written. So inspiring. This resonated with me, I think, the most of mm-hmm. all of the speeches. But I really, for a while now, have been looking at the future so grimly. Like, it's just dark. I've really even questioned, like, Corey and I have questioned about having kids. So have we. Yeah. Because it's like, do we want to bring a child into this world where the even the climate, the future mm-hmm. of the climate is uncertain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, really, one of the most, friend, like, eco-friendly things you can do is just not have a kid mm-hmm. and just not contribute to the growing population. So that's something we've thought about. But, like, you know, it's just, it seems so grim, you know? Yeah. And then for them to be saying, well, this generation is resilient and this generation is going to find the solutions. It's just so hopeful. I'm like, wow, Bo Burnham's inside got to me too much. (laughs) It made me have this really negative outlook on like, there's no hope for the world. Yeah. But then to hear like Young say this, I'm like, dang it, there is hope. Who am I? What am I doing? (laughs) Well, it is, it is inspiring in that way because it's, it's, it's just a great reminder Mm -hmm. that we can do something and 
you know, enough people want to do something and yeah. we're making this a focus. Yeah. Namjoon continued saying, I've heard that people in their teens and 20s today are being referred to as COVID's lost generation, which is so sad. Mm -hmm. They've lost their way at a time when they need the most diverse opportunities. Incredibly tragic for some of their futures that it could just be uprooted in the, you know, the senior year of high school or it's supposed to be your junior year of college or something like that, you mm -hmm. know? Um, the things that you lose out on and the, the places you fall behind. He went on to say, I think it's a stretch to say they're lost just because the paths they tread can be seen by grown-up eyes. Jin then said, the youth are finding new courage and taking on new challenges. I think that's why instead of the lost generation, a more appropriate name would be the welcome generation. Because instead of fearing change, this generation says welcome and keeps forging ahead. Being a high school teacher, I see that. I totally see that in my kids. That is who they are. They are not afraid of a challenge. They step up to it. They're not afraid of any topic. And, um, you know, so these kids, I think, are the most tolerable kids. Like, people tolerant not tolerable these are some of the most <laughs> <laughs> maybe tolerable. a little maybe a little tolerable at moments <laughs> it depends on the day if they're tolerable no these the kids that are coming up in this generation gen z right now they are some of the most tolerant people i think ever and i think it's because they've been able to access so many different people for their entire lives through social media um and Although they have lost so much to COVID, we all have, but they really have. They've lost so much of their youth. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they really are welcoming all of these changes and welcoming the challenges and figuring out how to attack it. Mm -hmm. I see it in my students every day. So when Jen said that, that really resonated yeah. with me. I was like, that yeah. is our youth. Like there is hope for the future. Yeah, they're motivated to find solutions. Yeah. And I love that. BTS are really advocating for the youth mm -hmm. because that is BTS to the core. That's them. Yeah, that, yeah, this is like, we're already so proud, but to be armies and seeing that they are up at the United Nations General Assembly advocating for the youth and advocating for the youth in a way that's like, they're going to find the solution and our future is brighter than it may seem yeah. because of this generation. Yeah. Don't count them out because they've lost things to COVID. Mm -hmm. They they are capable and they they can help us find solutions. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Sugar said, "Quote: There will be choices we make that may not be perfect, but that does not mean there will be nothing we can do." And then Hosok confirms this, and he ends up saying that all seven of the members are vaccinated yes, and that they too are doing what they can do right now. So I just felt like, okay, Suga saying, Hey, you know, even though it might seem like a lost cause, all you can do is make the choices you can right now. Mm -hmm. And then J-Hope's like, get vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. something you can do right now. And for them to publicly confirm they are vaccinated. I think it's very important for people who have a platform to do that and say, hey, I'm vaccinated just mm -hmm. like we are, you know. So for BTS to say, to use this opportunity to say, we're vaccinated, you should get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that is how we end the pandemic is getting vaccinated. Yes. This is yeah. how you can make a difference right now. Yeah. And this pandemic really is holding back a lot of yeah. Of other progress. problems and yeah. it's, it's not only holding back progress but yeah. it is 
taking us back. It's putting us, you know, steps behind because we are supply chains are running out and, you know, mm-hmm. we're eliminating resources and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I also, I just wanted to say before we go on, I like that Yungi said the choices we make may not be perfect because we we're just trying to do our best to figure it out. And it's going to be trial and error to try to, you know, live more sustainably. It's a learning process. It is. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that we're working towards it and it's okay if it's not perfect from the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That is a good point. So Namjoon concluded their speech by saying, we thought the world has stopped, but it continues to move forward. I believe that every choice we make is the beginning of change, not the end. I hope that in this new world, we can all say to each other, welcome. Wow. And then they go into the permission to dance performance after this, which just seems fitting. You know, I think with the Delta variant, I've been very, how do I say this? I don't like permission to dance just is hard to watch and listen to sometimes because it was like this hopeful message of like it's over taking the mask off and then delta, delta. <laughs> slap slammed us in the face yeah exactly yeah. but yeah. for them to have this hopeful message and although the pandemic is still going on there is still hope and we will get through this and so for them to say, you know, they end up doing this permission to dance performance right after this, these really great speeches, it just was fitting. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about their permission to dance performance. The video accompanies their remarks at the General Assembly and is meant to draw attention to the importance of the sustainable development goals and to inspire action. What was interesting about this was that the video was actually produced by the United Nations itself, meaning yeah. that whatever costs were involved in creating it and filming it, the UN did. Mm-hmm. Um, this performance was pre-recorded inside the UN Main Assembly Hall and ended with them outside in front of the United Nations building in a park area with a flash mob, which was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I can't imagine that anyone else has ever performed at the UN before. I can't imagine anyone has either. I think they are the first ones. I don't know. I can almost say with full confidence that they're the first ones to perform at the United Nations, but... Who knows? Maybe they had some other entertainer. They Okay. I will say that I see at least one time they had a Philharmonic orchestra perform. Oh. But I'm going to say that no, like, boy band. Nothing like no, this. No, like, pop yeah. singer. No BTS. Has ever, no one's <laughs> BTS, right, has ever performed at the United Nations. So, especially to bring awareness to what they are bringing to the sustainable goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I agree with you. I think that this song was very fitting yeah. for this message. Yeah, a lot of armies are bringing up the line and permission to dance because when we fall we know how to land Mm -hmm. so despite all of these troubles and world problems and especially the the global you know climate crisis that's going on um that there's solutions and that you know even if we do fall we know how to land we know how to get back up on our feet and figure it out yeah find a solution and and strive for action so yeah uh i also love that with this performance we had them giving these speeches and it was they were so professional Mm -hmm. formal very formal you and you could tell that they had rehearsed a lot to try to just make it as fluid as possible Mm -hmm. i mean it it was a smooth speech everything they did very well with their delivery they did a great job yeah 
But then once we got this performance, we got to see the the BTS, the mm-hmm. charismatic, fun. Their personalities group. came yeah. through really and, with their performance, and it just felt hopeful. Yeah. And it was, I think, a perfect way to wrap up their segment for the UN. I agree. I think that this is my new favorite Permission to Dance performance because I think that this. Um, appearance for them the speech at the un and just this moment at the un for them is so monumental that they got to participate in this and bring awareness to it that it gives so much more meaning to this performance of permission to dance Mm -hmm. and i you know their personalities just shone through during the entire performance and getting the flash mob at the end i'm sure i'm certain that there's people in that flash mob who are army so we can say that bts were with army for this performance Mm -hmm. and it was just it was wonderful i really loved it it was great to see the new york background too and it just everything about this was excellent and i'm like i said proud just isn't a strong enough word Mm -hmm. even though it is a really strong word it's hard to describe the pride we all feel army is just so so proud of bts i can't imagine what bts's parents feel like you know all the members they should be proud of themselves too. I know that President Moon is just so grateful. He was also there and also spoke at mm-hmm. the United Nations GA. Um, but it's just such a unique opportunity. And I just think that it was, they're perfect for something like this. Yeah. They're perfect to speak for the youth and to have such a massive platform that they do to really actually bring awareness to this stuff and to actually have the ability to inspire others to take action. Definitely. And I do. I feel inspired to take action. I'm Mm -hmm. definitely going to spend some time after this recording on the um, the UN's website, clicking Mm -hmm. around those 17 goals and seeing how I can get involved. What we can do. What I can do. You know, even Mm -hmm. if it's small things at home to live more sustainably, that is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I really enjoyed talking about this with you today. Yeah, me too. This was kind of spur of the moment Mm -hmm. for us to put this together because, yeah, just with our recording schedule, it didn't line up with BTS's schedule. But today we were like, you know what? We gotta Let's we gotta it. work with BTS's schedule, yeah. so um, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about it. Also, yeah. we're just so proud and excited with everything that's happened recently. So yeah, we was, obviously had to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, this was nice. Yeah. yeah, we hope that you iconics enjoyed as well. We know this is a bit shorter episode than usual, but you know we did just give you an episode last week, and <laughs> but, you know um, we'll talk about my universe the next time that we come with you guys, or the next time that we come uh, out with an episode for I'm you guys. I'm sure, like. 20 20 other things will happen in that definitely. time frame. We'll have so to come much. out with a like third spot episode right. in like the past month. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll probably have another spot episode. We'll have a My Universe episode. You know, we'll keep the content flowing. But we hope <laughs> that you enjoyed this conversation about BTS at the UN General Assembly. Um, and we really want to extend a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP iconics, Eileen Ruchalt, Michelle Park, Deja, Meg DeRuggio, Rachel, Robin, and Allie. Um, if you enjoyed this episode there's a few things you can do to let us know write us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen itunes spotify whatever we love reading through your reviews and it means so much to us and when we get to what is it 600 reviews we'll have to do a bonus episode Uh also we mentioned our facebook page earlier standing bts um should we make a facebook group for you guys to talk to each other in because our facebook page has been yeah Yeah. iconics let us know if you want a facebook group that's a good idea we don't really have one Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, Standing BTS Podcast, or on Instagram, Standing BTS Podcast. We would love to hear from you in any of those places. Um, so, as always, you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening, and thanks for standing BTS. BTS.